Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the episode of Shreds Takes. Um, I am really glad to have you guys um, on this episode. And uh, I know it's been a while since I've been on this podcast talking about the NBA. I, I got a few things I want to just talk about, obviously, first. First thing is that if you want content, I post it. I post pretty much daily, you know, at least three to four days a week, little, little clips on my Instagram with. Um, of my recent opinions on stuff like that uh, going on in the NBA. So let's get started. We've got a lot to talk about, right? And, and I think the first thing I want to bring up is recent news. I just saw that Kyrie Irving wants to return to Brooklyn. Exciting for Brooklyn Nets fans, or even, uh, I don't know, maybe not exciting, depending on how, how I feel about Kyrie Irving. And, I, I, and here's the thing I'll say about it. Kyrie Irving is a terrific player. He's a guy that I think when if he's committed to showing up to games is incredibly valuable to a franchise because of his talent. He gave you 27 points a game last year in the regular season when he only played 20, 21 games. And look, it was a vaccine mandate that caused a lot of that. But the big thing for him when he, if he decides to go back to Brooklyn is to be committed to the franchise because they're not going to give him, you know, second chances with not showing up to games. And for the Lakers, this is a missed opportunity in the offseason to not get him, right? The Lakers didn't want to give up two first-round draft picks for Kyrie Irving, and I think they should have. Now, here's the thing, right? I, I I also understand that I have, you know, doubts about Kyrie Irving actually being committed to a team and playing every game and playing at least 70 games or 75 games based on his track record, right? In the amount of years that he has play in the NBA. He's only played over 60 games three times in his career. And he's been, he's going into his 11th year in the NBA. So I do have a little bit of concerns about this. Is he going to be committed? Is he going to play 65, 70 games this season? And is he going to be someone that they can trust? Because right now his trade value is very low. There's only one team that wants him outside of Brooklyn. And I'm not even sure Brooklyn wants him, but there's one team that wants him on the market. And that is the, Los Angeles Lakers. They're the only team that really wants him at the moment. So that is the little bit of the problem here is that we're looking at kind of the fact that Kyrie Irving, based on the fact of just, you know, the, the drama, unfortunately off the court, whether like injuries or a vaccine mandate, which was sort of in his control, but injuries and stuff like that, that are not in his control the availability of him is something that teams are not necessarily looking at and jumping all over the place for. So that's why the Mavericks are really interested. That's why teams like Phoenix wasn't interested or Miami wasn't interested. And look, I mean, he could fit with Luka Doncic. I explained that he probably could fit with Luka Doncic. But unfortunately, it goes down to the idea of availability and being able to be reliable in defensive end of the court. And a lot of teams weren't willing to take that chance. The only reason the Lakers were interested is because they need a better upgrade at point guard. Kyrie Irving is an upgrade over Russell Westbrook. And LeBron James has proven that this could work. And I think that is the one reason the Lakers could have had an opportunity to get Kyrie. But they did squander it because of the fact that they didn't want to be willing to get more draft picks out there. But the fact that he wants to come back to Brooklyn is a good sight for Brooklyn. Maybe this means that he can that he'll turn a corner and that he'll actually show up and play games when they need him to play games in the regular season. 
And if you look at Adam Silver, he's incentivizing. He's thinking about having a mid midseason tournament. He's thinking about doing all these different things in the regular season to upgrade the product of the NBA regular season, which, to be honest, is kind of an afterthought when it comes to the NBA. It's why a lot more people watch college basketball regular season than NBA when it's going on, because, frankly, people just don't think the players are committed enough to the regular season, which, based on the facts, is, is, is definitely the case. Load management, taking personal reasons off. It's not just Kyrie Irving. There are other guys who do it, too. You know, a guy, a guy with the Clippers does it. And also there's other guys who take load management you know, periods off. The San Antonio Spurs started this whole this whole trend, right? The Miami Heat have done load management issues before, too. So have the Golden State Warriors. So have other teams, right? And I think that, unfortunately, it has caused a bad rap for the week. And that is something that I have, unfortunately, had a little bit of a problem with going with this whole situation. And I think that is something when I look at it, okay, with the Nets, if Kevin Durant can just, you know, figure out a way to reason to stay, I think he should stay. The market right now is not favorable for Kevin Durant. It's too much to give up to get him. And I'm looking at also the fact that, well, let's just be honest. If he went back to Brooklyn and, you know, Kyrie and Ben Simmons get their head on straight and play a lot of games and want to play basketball, this team can compete in the Eastern Conference. And there's no reason behind it. I don't think they're going to win a championship because I don't trust that those guys will show up and, and, and want to be willing to play basketball. Maybe Kyrie does, but I don't trust Ben Simmons either. And that's just based on the facts of the situation. Ky- Kyrie Irving has, has played 103 games in Brooklyn, and he's missed 123 games in Brooklyn. So that is the problem. He has, he, has play, he has played 103 and missed 123. Now, the first year was due to shoulder and some personal reasons. The second reason, he missed 18 games due to personal reasons. And, and the third thing was in Brooklyn. And that's what I heard. Some people thought that was ridiculous, whatever. You know, however you feel, that's not really important about this issue. It's the fact that, unfortunately, there's been different reasons. So... Can he come back and be committed to basketball? Because when he's committed, this guy is one of the best players in the NBA. No one will deny it. And he and I and I want, I'm rooting for this guy. I want him to succeed because of the fact that he is a very talented player. That I don't want him to squander the ability of what he can bring to the court because of the fact that he just does that the fact that he doesn't want to show up to games. If he shows up to games, people will be excited. People will be happy to watch the games of the NBA, and that is something that is that will be pretty exciting going forward. So. That is where I wanted to start off with. Kyrie Irving looks like he wants to return to the Brooklyn Nets, and it, it will be interesting to see how all that progresses going forward and how exactly committed how committed he will be to be to showing up and playing basketball at a high level for the Brooklyn Nets this upcoming season because he opted into that $36.7 million contract, which will be interesting to see how he comes out and plays. Part two. So here's the thing I'll talk about too. All right. So we have a lot of other things I want to talk about too. And, you know, just to kind of start off some things, um, you know, here, here's the thing I'm, I'm going to be honest about here, right? There, there, I'm looking at the Lakers. I'm looking at the, you know, the, the fact that they have a lot of drama and that just starts with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James made, made, I think that the bad business decision to pair himself with Russell Westbrook, their styles just don't work together if Russell Westbrook continues to play the way he plays. And they, they don't have enough spacers around the court. Malik Monk and Austin Reeves can shoot a little bit. But, you know, they're, they're playing with a bunch of old guys last year who can't really play at the same high level that they could maybe five or six years ago. 
And that was the problem with the Lakers, right? They just had not enough shooting and they weren't young enough to be able to contend with those younger teams. That was their biggest problem. And they just, they don't, they didn't defend at a high level. Their effort wasn't always there. And frankly, they weren't healthy for a lot of the year. And here's the thing. Now, you know, the news, obviously everyone who's been following the league knows that Russell Westbrook and Thad Fauscher, his agent for 14 years, uh, split ways due to irreconcilable differences. And that is unfortunately for Russell Westbrook, whether unfair, Facts don't look very good about the fact that, you know, he thinks that his way always works and that his way can get championships done. And, and look, every great player should think that way. And I and I think that's one reason he's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer is because he plays really hard to make himself successful, right? But defensively, he was very lazy last season. He is a machine. You can just base off numbers, career average of 4.3 turnovers a game. And last year, if he, you know, he he would have led the league in turnovers, you know, if if he didn't have a stretch at the end of the year where he didn't do it. But basically, he had one game last year where he had no turnovers. The rest of the year, he had a lot of turnovers every game. I mean, he had some games where he had like eight, nine turnovers, and the um, that is something that I I want to be be brutally honest about is that Russell Westbrook, this whole change with splitting up with his agents is not a great thing. It's not a great look. However, there is a solution to Russell Westbrook's problem. He needs to learn that, that sometimes when you hit a, a low point like this, you have to find a willingness to change. And the first step he took, him, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, they got on the phone and they worked out their situation, what they need to do next season to get it done. Because the Lakers and Russell Westbrook have had a stained relationship because they've brought Russell Westbrook up in trade talks, and they're going to continue to prove to the Lakers that in other teams that he's, that he's very valuable. Right now, his trade market is very low. His trade value is very low. And the reason being is because last season he had a very bad season for himself, and the Lakers had very bad. The NBA, which is just not very good because he doesn't shoot an efficient percentage. 29% from three, 44% from the floor. Again, he's a guy that hits the basket a lot. you got to be more efficient. And unfortunately, he hasn't really become a, a, a good shooter. And then what was funny is back in you know his old OKC days, he was a very good 15- to 17-foot jump shooter. And then unfortunately, I don't know what happened. Ever since Paul George kind of arrived, he kind of lost that ability to shoot that 15-, 17-footer consistently. I don't know if it was mechanically. I don't know if it's him going too fast. I don't know. Right, things happen, and you and all you have to do is just have faith that it, it will work out positively. But this whole situation with his agent, this could now maybe change him and say, Hey, you know what? I need to be more patient in my approach. I need to play off the ball more. I need to play with better pacing. I need to take my energy and focus it on the defensive end of the basketball, like Darvin Ham wants me to do next season. If he does all that, that will help him in terms of his development and get him to the ability of, of being a great player. That is something that I look at and say, there's a great opportunity here for him to be successful and be able to develop his game properly for the Lakers to be successful. Now, the Lakers, I don't think, are going to be a championship-level team. I hate to break that to Lakers fans. I just don't see it. I don't. They don't have the roster right now to compete. I think there'll be a team that can compete for the playoffs, possibly. That's like their, I think, their ceiling right now. LeBron James has has shown that he is committed to winning a championship based on 
what he just showed in the Drew League, 42 and 16, his, his athleticism, his conditioning, he is ready to go. But I am really more worried about Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and seeing what they can bring to the fold. What can they provide, right? What can, can Is Russell Westbrook willing to change his game to become a better player, right? Is he willing to do that? Is he willing to change his game? Is he willing to expand his game to become a better player? Is he willing to do that? Is Anthony Davis going to be committed to keeping himself healthy? Is he going to be eating the proper diet? Is he going to be getting the weight room and getting himself stronger in his core and his legs to make himself more healthy, right? Is he going to work on that jump shot? It looks like from Lethal Shooter's Instagram that he's working hard. But he also did say that you know, he took a long time where he didn't shoot a basketball. So he said he hasn't shot a basketball basically since April. You know, I was, I was like a month ago, right? So he has to get in the gym. And look, these guys are the key. But Russell Westbrook can fix this up. He can become an incredible hard-nosed defender, a guy that plays out in transition better than anyone else, and a guy that can facilitate the offense off the ball when LeBron gets him open opportunities, hitting that 15-17 footer pull-up, shooting the three. Being a guy that can actually provide value is something that will help him in the trade block if the Lakers decide to trade him or the Lakers decide to keep him because he has a good season. There's never not a solution to a problem. And that is something I look at with Russell Westbrook. And he can be, there can be a solution to this. I just think that that's how you have to, he has to progress. And the other thing I wanted to talk about quickly, and, you know, this episode is going to be very quick, but I think the one thing I wanted to talk about now is Mac McClung. Mac McClung, I think, has proven to people after being the G League Rookie of the Year that he belongs in the pros. He belongs on the Golden State Warriors roster. And I am just going to just break down a little bit for you guys, kind of just the, 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 I think the, the, you know, let's just say the value, I think, of what Mac McClung can bring to the Warriors, right? Now, here are his stats. In the Summer League, 13.4 points, 4.8 assists, 3.6 rebounds, one steal a game. I think what he brings, though, is a young, exuberant, fun, athletic, influence to the Warriors, something that can be built into the youth of that team. Now, will he get a lot of minutes in the Warriors? Probably not, but he can be a guy that can, you know, bring some excitement. And I think the fact is the way he and James Wiseman played together is a good sign for the future, right? And you also have just more guys trying to build this Warriors team. You have Jonathan Kaminga, you got Moses Moody, you got, um, uh, James Wiseman, like I said, you got Mac McClung. You got a good, you got a younger group, and Jordan Poole. My gosh, I forgot about Jordan Poole, who had an incredible year last year. But I, I was really impressed by Mac McClung. And I think the best guy in summer league so far has been Keegan Murray. But I think Mac McClung has been one of the better players in summer league. The reason being for that is because Mac McClung has brought in a, a level of excitement to summer league that you know was a reason why he was a big hit in high school. If you guys remember watching all those Ball is Life highlight tapes or you're watching Overtime or anything with Mac McClung, Mac McClung was a guy who has the most career points in Virginia history. It's pretty incredible to think about. And there's all this excitement to the NBA this season. And that is – sorry, to the NBA Summer League this, this year. And that is a good sign. I mean, the fact is the Warriors should pick him up because he's an, a guy that you guys can, they can develop – they can build for the future, and there's no reason why he can't be a good NBA player under the Warriors' tutelage because the Warriors have shown to develop guys like Andrew Wiggins, who people are starting to consider a bust, and they made him into a guy who was a key piece 
in a really key piece into why they won the NBA championship through his defense and through his ability to make timely buckets. Right. Like, like just think about it. Right. Like Mac McClung, you know, I'm not saying he's going to come and become an NBA star, but he could be a key piece to their future. And I think for the Warriors development, the fact that I trust their culture more than anyone else. And I think that they, they can turn this guy into being a, a good role player piece for their team, you know, the next five, 10 years, because he's still really young. Mac McClung is my age. He's 22, 23 years old. So I think the fact is, you know, he's got a lot of time left. And what he did in the summer league, I think he really brought a lot of excitement. And the fact is, if you're the Warriors, you got to look at him and say, we got to pick this guy up just to, you know, bring on the roster. And, you know, he could be a part of the future with Moses Moody, with Jonathan Kaminga, with Jordan Poole, and with James Wiseman, which is pretty cool and pretty exciting. So I look at all of that and say, you know, why not Mac McClung? Why can't he do that? Because I'm saying, I looked at Jonathan Kaminga. I think Jonathan Kaminga has proven that he can come in and step into a big role next season for the Warriors. James Wiseman, same deal. I like what I saw from James Wiseman. Defensively, being able to catch you know, lobs, being able to at least show that he can hit a 15-footer. I think he showed all that ability, and he really has proven out to be very, very valuable. And I think he'll continue to do that. Moses Moody, a guy that can defend, shoot the three, has good size. And then you have Mac McClung, a guy who can bring excitement, flair, speed in the transition, and a guy who can get who can really goals based on his pure just lightning speed and athleticism. So that's what I think. And this episode of Shreds Takes today. I hope you guys leave a comment. Subscribe to this podcast YouTube channel and continue to look at the Instagram for more content that will be provided on YouTube or on Instagram with latest episodes or just clips of content that I'm going to provide. So thank you so much for tuning in to this live stream podcast. And I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your week. Until next time, I'm Mike Schrader from Shred Sticks.